When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. Once again, I am, we, I, we are playing as Sir Crokington. And we're going to explore the cursed forest of Fogborough. Which, well, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Most notably, the, the sorceress Cortel is within it and who knows what she is planning so we're just going to keep exploring and see what comes up exploring for Boar Forest the Outer Woods keep exploring that's the nothing message here's a dark cave those are random caves no no fun here's a suddenly in the western part of the outer wood, on a narrow strip of misty ground that runs between two sluggish and sickly streams, you discover the moss-covered ruins of a stone tower, the grim structure, built with massive blocks of dark stones, pokes up out of the surrounding fog, rises almost to the level of the topmost branches of the nearby trees. Curiously, the tower bears not a single window. Its main entrance, once guarded by a formidable pair of oaken doors, now stands empty. A, ga a gaping hole that leads into a shadowy unknown. Well, let's see what's in there. With your trusted light source flaring brightly, you cautiously step into the tall, windowless tower. Piles of rotting debris and cracked rubble fill the first level of the windowless tower. You cautiously wind your way through the maze of ruin towards the crumbling steps that climb the far wall. Continue towards the stair. You've taken only a few steps towards the stairs <coughs> when the sudden unnerving sound of something moving in the nearby shadows fills you with dread. You quickly turn in the direction of the sound and find yourself confronted by one of the foul creatures that has made its lair in this abandoned, windowless tower. Moving swiftly out of the shadows before you, propelled by its many writhing legs, is a massive carnage crawler. The fearsome creature wears up on catching sight of you and surges in your direction. Well, let's deal with this then. Snaps its powerful jaws at you. Oh, no, apparently I'm still fighting in unarmed combat. Oh, well. I guess I'll go back to... The quick stab dagger. Alright. Continue towards the stairs. You've taken only a few steps towards the stairs when the sudden and unnerving sound of something moving in the nearby shadows fills you with dread. You quickly turn in the direction of sound and find yourself confronted by one of the foul creatures that it's made its lair 
this abandoned windless tower. A large armoured scavenger. Armoured these long grey shelled omnivorous beetles have a, le have a lengthy curved horn that protrudes from the front of their broad flattened head. Their shells are extremely hard. Scuttles out of the gloom ahead and charges towards you. Its horn thrusting wildly into the air as it rapidly advances. You draw yourself into combat ready stance as you prepare to engage the giant grey shelled beetle. It's a large armoured scavenger. Thrusts its sharp horn at you. I stab my sharp stabber at it and it is slain for XP. Following the brutal prod contest, you spend a few moments checking over your gear, catching your breath. Continue towards the stairs. Alright, this is the same message before. One of the foul creatures that has made its lair in the abandoned windless tower has turned up. It's another armoured scavenger. You get, you get a different message for each creature, but... It's pretty same. 4xp. Continue towards the stair. Oh, another creature has approached. Slinking out of the darkness ahead, its black form very barely visible in the surrounding gloom is a large fog rat. The vicious rodent, nearly the size of a small wolf, gnashes its deadly teeth as it swiftly closes on you. This is a large fog rat that tears at you with its deadly fangs and it is slain. 5 XP. Following the brutal contest, you spend a few moments checking over your gear and catching your breath. Continue towards the stair. Something else has turned up. It's another carnage crawler. Stabity, 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 stab. It is slain. Continue towards the stairs. There's another one. Another large armoured scavenger, still. Slay it quickly. Continue towards the stairs. Oh, something else. Moving swiftly out of the darkness ahead, its barbed horn thrusting wildly into the air as it approaches, is a large black horn beetle. The voracious carnivorous insect fearlessly bears down on you, seeking to make the first humans have seen in ages its next meal. It's a large black horn beetle, and it's going to get stabbed. It thrusts its massive barbed horn at you. It savagely gores you for 12 damage. But nevertheless, it is slain for another 5 XP. Continue towards the stairs. At last, with a gruesome array of carnage strewn across the floor, you reach the base of the stairs leading up to the second level of the tower. Climb the stairs to the second level. You cautiously cl climb the crumbling stairs and manage to arrive safely on the second level of the tower. Mouldy tapestries and decayed furniture fill the second level of the tower. You make your way across the debris-strewn floor towards a set of steps that ascend through the ceiling to the structure's third level. I mean, good for me that the stairs are still working. I guess they're made. I guess these stairs are made out of stone. Because if they're made out of wood, they'd probably decay by now. And as they were made of really, really good wood, or had some sort of magic, but probably stone. Continue towards the stairs. 
You're taking only a few steps towards the stairs when the sudden and unnerving sound of something moving in the nearby shadows fills you with dread. You quickly turn in the direction of the sound and find yourself confronted by one of the foul creatures that's made its lair the abandoned Weedless Tower. It's another carnage crawler. Just gonna quickly stab my way through that. Here we go. Continue towards the tower. Uh, something approaches. It's a large fogwrapped. 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 The savage bite of your enemy tears into your flesh for 13 damage or something like that. Anyway, it is slain. 5 XP. Towards the stairs, another foe, a massive, well, surging out of the shadows, bearing down on you with unnerving speed, is a massive what snail. You fall back and assume a defensive stance as you prepare to engage the giant, fearless carnivore. It's a massive what snail. The massive what snail surges forward and bites at you. And it is slain. 4xp. Following the brutal contest, you spend a few moments checking over your gear and catching your breath. Moldy tapestries and decayed furniture fill the second level of the tower as you make your way across the debris strewn floor towards a set of steps that extend through the ceiling to the structure's third level. Right, continuing towards the stairs, something is creeping up on me. It's a large black corn beetle. Stab, 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 stab. Anyway, it is slain. I've got a quickstone 24. Using later. Something is approached. Another massive what snail. With red them. The savage bite of your enemy tears into your flesh for 13 damage. Not quite sure how a snail bites, but it's probably incredibly painful. Alright, and slain. 4 XP. Towards the stairs, another thing approaches. It's a large fog rat, and that is slain too. Towards the stairs, at last, with a gruesome array of carnage strewn across the floor, you reach the base of the stairs leading up to the third level of the tower. From the stairs to the third level. You cautiously climb the crumbling stairs and manage to arrive safely on the third level of the tower. Collapsed timbers and grey pungent mould cover the floor of the tower's third level. You carefully proceed towards the set of stairs on the opposite wall that climb to the level above and continue towards the stairs. Something is creeped up on me, it's another large black horn beetle. You know I'm going to quick combat the ones we've seen before from now on. Continues towards the stairs, something approaches, La Fograt, quick combat that. Continue towards the stairs, something approaches, massive carnage crawler, quick combat. It's slightly faster to fight them that way. Massive Watsdale, quick combat that. Lots of bugs here. Large armoured scavenger, we fought several of those. Quick combat those, another 4xp. At last, with a gruesome array of carnage strewn across the floor, you reach the base of the stairs leading up to the fourth level of the tower, climb the stairs to the fourth level. 
cautiously climbed the crumbling stairs and managed to arrive safely on the fourth level of that tower. How many levels are there? Piles of rotting red vegetation and moulds of grey of grey mould almost completely obscure the floor of this, the tower's fourth level. Was this some sort of food storage? Slowly and cautiously make your way towards the stairs against the far wall that leave up to the stone floor. Continue towards the stairs, something approaches. Large armoured scavenger, quick combat that. Continue towards the stairs, something approaches, massive wall style. Also quick combated. Another thing, massive kindly crawler, quick combat. Be getting close to the top and to the end of this floor. I mean, that was a large fog rat, large armored scavenger. Continue towards the stairs. One more thing large black horn beetle. Thought those before. At last, with a gruesome array of carnage strewn across the floor. You reach the base of the stairs leading up to the topmost level of the tower. Climb the stairs to the topmost level. I guess we've been. I guess we've just been keeping track of how far. Far up we are. We just estimate that's the top level. You can't really. Because there's no windows, you can't really guess the floors from the outside. But with the normal ability, you can just go up. Oh, there are three levels of windows, there must be three floors, but it's windowless, so you don't really know. Climb the stairs to the topmost level. Reach the top of the tower. How on a surprise to find that, unlike the levels through which you've dust risen, this one appears to be largely intact. The debris that chokes the lower floors of the tower is conspicuously absent from this level, and you are relieved to discover the top of the windowless structure is devoid of the vermin you encountered below. Against the north wall of the chamber, opposite the stairs you've just climbed, is a broad, flat slab of stone. Wasting atop the slab is a small, ornate iron box. Well, I've definitely earned my... I've definitely earned my... Earned the right to open that box and take whatever's in it. Curiously enough, the iron box, though no larger than your hand, refuses to budge from its spot atop the stone. The box is not the box is not the box is not locked, and you could easily open it well. You can't just leave a box around expect adventurers not to open it. Open the iron box. 128 experience to general. The lid, the lid, the lift lifts completely off the small iron box, revealing a shallow, red, cloth-lined interior. Ooh, fancy! Resting on the bottom of the box is a small, engraved wooden square. You pick up the curious, coin-sized object and examine it closely. Engraved upon the smooth surface of the flat wooden square is a remarkable likeness of a wolf. Decide to take the strange item with you. It's a goblin totem wolf. 
This small, flat, coin-sized square of wood, wood bears a remarkable light. Bears an engraving, a remarkable likeness of a winning wolf. This is a goblin totem. When used in conjunction with a goblin totem block, it can bestow enchantment upon its bearer. If you possess the goblin totem block, well, I guess if this is here, there must be one somewhere in this forest. If you possess the goblin totem block, you may view the block in a safe location and select examine the totem block option. The bottom of bottom of its description to make use of this totem. Before moving away from the box, you carefully replace its lid. After all, let's not leave a mess now. After thoroughly searching the remainder of this room and discovering there's nothing else of any interest to be found, you turn and prepare to make your way out of the chamber and out of the windowless tower. As you approach the stairs that lead down from the chamber, your eyes are drawn to a curious verse carved into the wall just above the landing. With your trusty light illuminating the wall, you study the words etched into the damp stone. The light from Beowood, now long dark, the watch begins to creep. A fog to hide this cursed place, eternal, wretched sleep. After studying the verse for several moments, you promptly make your way out of the tower. You make your way out of the tower and soon find yourself back in the fog-bound forest. Alright, and in one hour, you'll be able to go there again and get more of those goblin totem blocks or something? Move away from here and resume your exploration. Now, it's the same, it'll be the same every time, so while I will be climbing that tower many, many more times, it, it won't be on mic. Just, just assume it will happen, but you don't have to hear it, suddenly. While making your way through a rolling sea of fog in the western region of the outer wood, the sudden, terrifying sound of a rapid beating of a pair of massive wings makes your blood run cold. You look up through the maze of mist that hangs low in the trees, and are horrified to see a massive, white-winged moth dropping down on you. The moth, easily the size of a small dragon, stretches wide its talon-tipped legs and frankly flutters its double sack of wing wings as it attempts to take hold of you. Um, uh, well, I don't want that. Okay, I'm going to attempt to dodge the moth's attack. You dive forward and attempt to throw yourself under them. You spring forward and attempt to throw yourself under the rapidly descending moth. Pick a, pick a random number. Bonus of 49. 19 for woodmanship, 20 for agility, and ten from luck. Pick now. Will I get away? 129 success. Your quick reflexes have just narrowly spared you, captured by the massive moth. The large fluttering creature, having missed its prey, lifts back into the foggy heights of the forest and disappears from view. Hmm. Yeah, not trying again? Oh well.
Must have found something more fun. Now mindful to keep an eye on what could be lurking above your head as you explore the forest. You once again set off through the misty wood. Whew. Dragon-sized moths. You know what? I want one. I want one in my grand residence. Of course, I'm going to have to grow very big flowers for it. Or something like that. Don't know what giant moths eat. Presumably, whatever they want. But what they want to eat, we don't know. What with every, all the people who try to study them, come down with a nasty case of the deads. Yeah, maybe later. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's what Tally is trying to is trying to find out. I mean, I mean, if I knew there were giant moths, I probably would want to figure out what they do. Explore some more. There's the nothing message. The exploration of Fogbar is interrupted by the sudden. An unwelcome arrival of the the Watting Woodlands' nightmarish denizens. You watch in horror as the staggering figure of a headless man appears out of the mist and begins lurking in your direction. The headless man's clothing hangs in tatters from his emancipated frame. The overpowering stench of decaying flesh fills the foggy air the hobbling undead dead menace staggers towards you. Well, might as well fight it. The, the headless undead horror staggers into melee range. Swipes out its long claw-tipped fingers. Don't know how it's firing us, but the hideous undead finger creature waits to this jacket claws. Alright, stabity stabity stab. And it is slain. Will it stay slain? Who knows. But it's slain enough for now. You spend the next few minutes recovering from the battle and checking over your equipment. Alas, certain knows you are no no longer in any immediate danger. You once again set off and resume your exploration of the rotting forest. Alright, keep exploring, keep exploring couple of nothing messages in a row. The boring cave. That's the dark cave. Suddenly, near an area marked by moss-covered trees and spongy ground, you come upon the remains of a campsite. The charred remnants of a small fire and the unmistakable signs of recent occupation leave you to believe the site was in use within the last few days. At the edge of the site, you discover evidence that suggests violence was visited upon the camp. Ah, who's been here? A small spattering of blood speckles a flat rock at the base of the small camp. Much to your horror, you discover a severed finger lying amidst the rotting vegetation at the base of the stone. The figure appears to have been smashed with a blunt heavy instrument but cut fleeing from the hand it once adorned by a sharp blade the severed bit digit has begun to decay you have little doubt that a fierce struggle took place there for you cannot tell who it was that was involved in the melee a quick search of the campsite reveals no further findings 
and you're about to set off on your way when you suddenly catch sight of something hanging from a moss-draped branch of the leaning tree. You step forward and behold a tattered pelt dangling down from the limb. An inspection of the skin reveals it to be a pair of wolf, wolf pelts, the ragged pelts which bear random patches of grey and black fur have been crafted into a pair of crude sleeves. You decide to take the strange find with you, tattered wolf pelt sleeves. You've only got two stamina points, so you probably wouldn't equip those unless you have some particular reason to. These tattered pieces of wood pelt, covered with clumps of grey and black fur, have been crafted into a pair of crude sleeves. You discovered this curious piece of attire at the abandoned campsite in Fogbore Forest. Alright, so now that's another piece of the tattered wolf pelt gear. I think once once I get the full set, maybe something will turn up. Last, having exhausted your exploration of the campsite, you turn and set off through the fog shrouded wood. Explore some more. It's the nothing message. Suddenly, while passing through a boggy area in the southeast region of the outer wood, you hear, suddenly hear what sounds like someone shouting. You immediately pause and listen intently. Far to the north, you can hear someone calling out repeatedly. The shouts begin to fade, and you realise whoever it is you're hearing is moving north and west. Well, I, well, if they're shouting for someone, then then presumably they need help. Follow the sound of the shouts. You move rapidly through the fog-shrouded landscape, passing swiftly between the ancient, rotting trees of the cursed forest. As you draw closer to the shouts that still ring out from the north, after nearly ten minutes, you pause to catch your breath. When a shout less than a hundred yards to your left startles you. This time, you are able to make out what it is that's being shouted. The voice of a man can clearly be heard calling out a single word. Whisper. Continue to... Well, well, okay, they're searching for someone. That's how they'll find them. Continue to move the direction of the shouting. You dash to the west, and after covering what seems like only a short distance... You run into a grey, heavy-set man, puffing hard as he struggles with the tangled forest. The man again calls out whisper at the top of his lungs, but upon seeing you, he lets out a startled gasp. Yeah, because of the whole toad thing. <laughs> Amongst other reasons. You quickly reassure the man he has nothing to fear, and he appears relieved. He sits down on a blackened, decayed stump, and tells you he's searching for his horse. A mare by the name of Whisper. The man introduces himself as Figlot and tells you the strange wooden beings. Ah, that would be the Otoruk, attacked the group as he was tra- he was travelling with as they neared Ashley. Ashley. And that during the confusing events that followed, Whisper bolted into Fogborough. You quickly realised the wooden beings that attacked Figlot's group were Otoruk. Do you make no mention of that to him? Are I? Oh, I'm ready to give up the search, he says, still gasping for breath. 
I never meant to come this far into the wood, but whisper my old friends. I'm not even certain I'm going to find my way back out of here. Okay, I'm going to find Whisper. I could just wish him good luck on his search and leave, but honestly, that'll probably just lead to both of them dying. So, so yeah, gotta find the horse, then lead them both out. Off to go in search of Whisper. Noting the distress that Fidlots currently seems to be experiencing, you instruct him to remain here while you head off in search of his wayward horse. He thanks you and tells you. If you can find Whisper, she will come to the sound of her name. You nod and set off at once in search of the missing animal. You realise it won't be easy to find Whisper in the misty wood, particularly in such a boggy region. You resolve to make a valiant effort, picking a number. Bonus of 59. 19 from woodmanship, 20 from mind, 10 from body, 10 from spirit. Got to get 75 or more. Or presumably Whisper will be lost forever. Pick now. Failure. Oh, bugger. <laughs> I don't like this. Despite your best effort, after an exhaustive search of the surrounding area, you're unable to find any sign of the wayward horse. Oh, okay, I got a second chance. Not yet ready to give up. You expand the air you're searching if it one last try. Picking a number. Bonus of 59. 19 from woodmanship, 20 from mind, 10 from body, 10 from spirit. Got to get 100 or more, so this is a harder check, but it is your second chance. Pick now. Failure. 75. Having failed to find Whisper, even after expanding your search area, you've no choice but return to Fidlot and give him the bad news. Fidlot thanks you for having gone to such great lengths to attempt to locate Whisper. He tells you there is little hope she will be found. He says he will abandon, abandon the search and make his way out of the forest. With no desire to send him off on his own, you lead the dejected man out of Fogborough and directly to the gates of Ashlar, where he, is, where he is safely within the fortified town, you return to the forest to resume your exploration. So that leads me with a dilemma. Do I accept that? Do I accept my failure? Or... Do I quit without saving? Hmm. You know what? I think I'll... Uh, I'll accept the failure. Alright. Sorry, Whisper. There's a black, black, black beetle. Snaps you his mighty jaws. And is slain. Keep exploring. I'm a scavenger. Yep, yep, just random little foes. Suddenly, a considerable distance inside the northern edge of the forest, you come upon the scene of a recent battle. The shattered remains of three Ultrawak lies scattered about the fog-covered floor. After a close examination of the immediate area, 
and discovering a few discernible clues, you determined the slayer of the old rock was a human, wielding some sort of large, blunt instrument. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Curious as to the identity of this unknown enemy of the Ultrawalk, he resolved to remain watchful for any more signs from someone who may prove to be a valuable ally. Who could it be? Will we ever know? I'm not sure. Highball Beetle. The Highball Beetle snaps to his powerful pincers and is slain. And some terrible loot. Armoured scavenger, thrust a sharp horn at you. I thrust my sharpie stabber at it. Some tower loot, some gold. Armoured scavenger. That one's slain too. There's some loot to take. Keep exploring. Ooh, here's a suddenly. Okay, I've tried to dodge the moth. This is the big moth. I tried to dodge it. So this time. Just out of curiosity, see what happens if it if it takes you. I mean, they wouldn't leave that option available if there wasn't a reason to do so. Well, unless of course it's just to trick you, because there has been one case where there's click this option and it's then and then you die. But you'd probably be warned about that. Okay, let, allow the moth to take hold of you. The six talented legs of the massive moth take hold of you and you are immediately hoisted into the air, pinned tightly to the bored, leathery abdomen of your winged abductor. Doctor, with its double set of white wings fluttering flawlessly. The giant moth li lifts its increased bulk into the foggy heights of the forest. As the giant moth lifts you into the fog-shrouded treetops, you're suddenly horrified at the sight of a long stinger protruding from the rear of the creature's leathery abdomen. Wait. Moths don't have stingers. Because it's actually a pretty rare thing to encounter in insects. It's pretty much pretty sure stingers are exclusive to to the wasp wasps and close relatives, but once again, consult to a, check that with a bug with a bug nerd. I'm not quite a full on bug nerd. You struggle against the wasp's powerful gasp as you desperately try to free yourself before the creature can deliver you a paralysing dose of its potent venom. Picking a number. Bonus of 58, 20 from might, 19 from body and 19 from woodmanship. Got to get 75 or more or I'll be stung, presumably, so I can be, so I can be fed to its tiny little moth babies. Who of course won't be moths, they'll be some sort of 
caterpillars and they'll be very hungry and very numerous. Pick now. 128 success. You manage to position yourself just out of reach of the moth's fearsome stinger. The creature tries repeatedly to inject you with its paralyzing venom, but to no avail. Despite having avoided the moth's liberating sting, you find yourself unable to break free of the mighty grip of your massive insect abductor. Probably for the best, because if I did, I'd probably just fall to my death. So that's probably, that's probably why I'm not trying that hard. The moth flutters through the tops of the trees, passing in, in and about, about of swirling banks of fog that gather against the panopy, canopy of the rotting branches that serve as the ceiling for the cursed wood. But after several minutes, the creature's flight slows, and you spot, with great dismay, an immense network of web-like nests crawling throughout the tree box. Sprawling throughout the tree tops. Tree tops. The the moth drops in on the very t- on the top of one of the grey nest structures and deposits you through an opening. You stagger to your feet and glaze around into your new surroundings. It takes you only a second to realise you're now in a chamber, deep in the maze-like mesh of tunnels that make up this bus- bustling moth nest. Are these social moths? I don't think that's a thing that exists in our world, but in, I guess in Swift, it can happen. Because, I mean, moths being 50 feet long isn't a thing that exists in our world, so I guess another, I guess a thing like them being social, you could just roll with it, because, you know, it's another world. Things work differently there. The floors, walls and ceiling of the moth nest are made out of sticky, grey, fibrous substance. The tunnels leaving out of this large and thankfully empty chamber are easily tall and wide enough for you to walk down without impediment. Of course, that implies... And of course, of course... Easy enough for Sir Crokington to do that because Sir Crokington is tiny, but that was that was intended for humans, so it'd be tall and wide enough for human-sized things to walk down without impediment. Yes, so that of course now of course if the chambers have to be this wide, then that implies there's something that big that moves through them. That is quite disturbing. The sound of movement, the sound of distant movement within the nest from all directions makes your skin crawl. Your mind fills with the nightmarish possibilities of what you might encounter in the moth nest. After checking over your equipment and carefully surveying your surroundings, your surroundings you prepare to set off, determined to find a way out of this perilous lair. Okay, this is a waffle-shaped dungeon, and and I'm on the north side. You're standing in the chamber you were dropped into by the massive moth that just snatched you out of the forest. There was no longer any sign of the opening in the ceiling through which a giant insect abductor deposited you. 
I mean, and even if I found it, it would just, I'll just be way high in the air with no particular way to get down. Broad tunnels lead away from here in all directions. Well, three directions. They go east, west, and south. Can't go north or on the northern side. Your progress on the tunnel was brought to a sudden halt by the unexpected and unwoken appearance of one of the giant denizens of the nest. A massive caterpillar spitting long, sticky strands of green ooze into the air swiftly bears down on you. Alright, a massive caterpillar. And I think we know what they grow up to be. So, he's going to be pretty big. And of course they're going to be all sorts of sizes until actually probably longer than that moth. The caterpillar spits a sticky green ooze at you. Although presumably when they're that big they've probably made their way out of the nest. Keep spitting ooze and I keep stabbing and I keep stabbing the ooze. Snooze. I don't know, I can't make it one. 6xp. Carefully stepping around the oozing carcass of, of the massive caterpillar, he resumed the exploration of the deadly moth lair. The tunnel through which you're moving swiftly comes alive. A swarm of massive caterpillars swiftly fills the passage. The large, fearsome group of insects moves swiftly, quickly towards you along the walls, floor and ceiling of the tunnel. Well, gotta fight them. I know, you know, you're only babies, but still, you're trying to eat me, so... You know, law of the jungle and all that. You boldly hold your ground as the first of the massive, ca massive caterpillars bears down on you, spitting sickly strands of green ooze into the air. Alright. Savage by two enemies tears into your flesh for nine damage. Okay. From now on, I will be quick combating these caterpillars. You step back from the using carcass of the massive slain caterpillar and immediately focus your attention on the west of the swarming creatures. You wipe the sweat away from your brow as the necks of the massive caterpillars crawls forward and attacks, splitting long strands of sickly, sticky green ooze. Quick combat that. 6xp. I'm just going to wash through these. That's number three. Number four. Number five. They reach 6xp. Number six. Number seven. All right, and it's another one. It doesn't even acknowledge it's the last one. It is slain. 6xp. You step back from the oozing carcass of the massive slain caterpillar and immediately focus your attention on the west of the swarming creatures. 32 experience to general, with the last of the caterpillars shuddering violently, the foes of death. You step back and examine your grim handiwork. I'm guessing they do so much death twitching it's kinda hard to tell. That they're all actually proper, they're all actually already dead. That's going to be my excuse. The tunnel is littered with the oozing carcasses of the caterpillars you've slain. Sorry, old chaps. After taking a few moments to catch your breath, you once again set off for new exploration of the giant moth nest. 
Alright. With your every sense alert for the first sign of danger, you cautiously make your way through the wide and tall maze of tunnels that connect the larger chambers of this giant moth nest. Another giant massive caterpillar, just gonna fight that. Quick combat. So another caterpillar swarm. Alright, there's the first one. And then we can count how many there is. There's seven in this swarm. Just gonna quickly quick combat all of these. It's a lot of caterpillars. But admittedly, that is a bug thing to do. Have a gazillion babies. And of course, if this is a eusocial moss, as they may well be, then, then of course, there's, and you could easily end up with hundreds of caterpillars wandering around here, presumably eating all the things that that eating all the things that their parents parents just drop in there. Usually having paralysed them first, you know, just to make make the chewing easier. 32 experience to general. Alright, going to the wharf west corner. Another massive caterpillar. Quick combat that. 6 XP to stabbing. For stabbing caterpillars with. Another one, that's the northeast corner. Right, I'm going to explore every part. I'm going down the east side. Another caterpillar swarm. Just going to quick combat that. 5 XP. There's 6 in this swarm. And that's number 2. Keep knocking them down. Knocking them down. Like I am the great garland or something. Who can knock us all down. Because he's just that great. Alright, and so on. Alright, that. And there's another caterpillar swarm. There's a lot of these. There seems to be the, them caterpillar swarms at every intersection. So there'll be about 12 of them to fight. Which is a lot. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if by the time you're out of here, you might have caught a hundred caterpillars. Which really is a lot. But that's what quick combat is for. So you can get through wave after wave of, uh, of very, very similar foes. They're not identical, of course. They're at different levels of maturity and all that. But mechanically, they're identical. Alright. Oh, oh, nothing coming up on the south side. The long. Alright, I'm on just near the southwest corner. A long and wide tear in the grey, sticky, fibrous wall of the moth nest provides you with a much needed breath of fresh, albeit foggy air. You peer through this gash in the wall of the tunnel. I note you could easily climb down the trunk of a nearby tree to escape this lair. And also, I just remembered that I'm tiny enough that I'm pretty much immune to fall damage. But of course, the game doesn't know that. Because there's, there's no real way to tell it. Is a caterpillar swarm on the western side. 
There's seven caterpillars in this swamp. There were, but now there's less than that caterpillars and a whole load of dead caterpillars. This is number four. Anyway, I'm gonna thoroughly explore this area first before I make my way out. Because presumably, they wouldn't, if this place is available, there must be something in here. Just, I mean, probably. 32 experience for killing the swarm. Alright, and another caterpillar swarm. It's in near the middle. Just one southwest of the middle. In a four-way intersection. Which means, of course, I get swarmed by eight caterpillars rather than the sm a smaller number when you get with only a freeway intersection. Don't know whether that's that's what how it always works, but anyhow, number six. Lots and lots of caterpillars, and they're all going. They're all going to turn into massive moths. You know, they don't get, if they don't get killed first, because, you know, uh, our selection, of course, means that the overwhelming majority of babies die. They have to, because otherwise you'd have the entire world overflowing with babies. Oh, there's multiple exits, apparently. Makes sense. I mean, I guess. Which is, which is why the exits aren't all labelled up. With the, with the question marks. They're just there. You just got to keep wandering around until you find them. Or whatever else it is you're looking for. Alright, and Caterpillar Swarm once more. In the southwest, southeast of the, the four middle intersections. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Number four. That means we're halfway there. Living on a prayer. Shake my hands. We'll make it, I swear. And so forth. And so forth and so on. Fighting caterpillars. Until there's no more caterpillars to fight. And so forth and so long. Fighting caterpillars, 32 XP. Alright, filling in all the gaps. There is a question mark. Presumably that'll be where the good, where, where something very nice is. I know it isn't the exit, because we've already found an exit. Here's a caterpillar swarm once more. Caterpillar swarms do not have question marks. They're just there. So you just... Gotta remember, there are all the intersections, more or less. Well, most of them. Oh, there's only six. Six caterpillars in that swarm. So, the apparently, the you have more caterpillars in the middle swarm thing doesn't work out. Oh, well. 32 experience to general. Alright. Here we are near the east, near the eastern side. Something has turned up. Your exploration along the tunnel of the moth lair comes to a sudden halt as you stumble upon a 
gruesome discovery. Stuck to the wall of the passage, his decaying corpse encased in the sticking grey strands that make up much of the nest, is the body of a young man. The deceased man is clad in soft leather armour, and his face, through sunken and remote rotting, bears an unmistakable expression of horror. I guess it got eaten by all the caterpillars. Next to the body, lying over the wall, is a leather sack. Overcome with curiosity and a bit of morbidity as well, you throw, you throw back the flap that covers the bag's opening and peer inside. At the bottom of the, the bag, you discover two pieces of wolf pelt that have been carved into a, into a pair of crude boots. Clumps of grey and black fur sprout off the belt and pelt in various spots. Intrigued by this strange piece of attire, you pick up the boots and to take them with you. Tattered wolf pelt boots. They're only one stammer points. They're kind of rubbish. These tattered pieces of wolf pelt, covered with clumps of grey and black fur, have been crafted into a pair of ragged boots. You discover this curious piece of attire in a leather bag near the remains of a dead adventurer in the lair of, the gi- of a giant moth nest. In the lair of a giant moth, deep in Fogwall Forest. The moment you remove the hide boots from the boss of the sack, your eyes fall upon an object that lay hidden beneath them. Resting at the very bottom of the bag is a small block of wood. You pick up the foot-long block of wood and immediately take note of the elaborate engravings that adorn its side. One side of the block bears three, three small square impressions. Having, holding the block at distance, you are able to discern the engravings depict the hideous, leering face of a goblin. You suddenly realise the curious item grasping your hands is a goblin totem block. Oh, we're looking for one of those. A rare, powerful, and ancient magical device of goblindom. And it also has a lore book entry. Goblin totem block. These small blocks of wood, usually no longer than about a foot, will bear a number of square impressions on one of their engraved sides. All of the goblins Cotton blocks impressions are filled with goblin totem. If all the goblin totem totem blocks impressions are filled with goblin totems, of which we currently have one, the power containing the block will be bestowed upon its possessor. The power that the block bestows upon its bearer depends upon the totems that have been set into it its impression. So we want to look for all sorts of totems then. Now we can look at the block. This this foot-long block of engraved oak is a goblin totem block. Three square impressions are set into one of the sides of the block. Okay, so we've got to get three of those totem blocks to get any benefit at all. If all three of the impressions are filled with goblin totems, the block will bestow a magical enchantment upon its bearer. You may examine the totem block in any safe location. And this is very much not a safe location because of all those, you know, caterpillars that keep trying to eat me. Realise that 
But you already possess a totem that would fit this into, into one of the impressions on the bo- block. You place the totem into an impression by viewing the top goblin totem block in a safe location. By filling all three impressions on the block, the magic long ago imbued in this artifact will be released. Elated, having discovered such a rare object, you tuck the totem block safely in amongst your other belongings. And presumably, I should probably try to find something to identify this adventurer. You know, so they know. Because sometimes it's better just to know. To know rather than worry. Because then at least. Then at least. You can start actually grieving. Or something like that. After pausing to pay your silent respects to the adventurer. Whose trials came to a tragic end at this very spot. You once again resume your exploration of the moth lair. Now. Now to get out of this place, so I don't just become the guy who leaves loot for the next people. Okay, I've explored every single square of this this of this moth moth nest. Time to get out. Climb out through the opening and leave the nest. You step out through the tail of the nest, and then fall fall straight down. Just fall straight down because I'm tiny. With no care at all, I go straight to the ground because I'm tiny and I don't have to worry about about fall damage. After only a few seconds, you reach the forest floor and breathe a sigh of relief, thankful to have escaped the moth den with your life. You check over your gear and carefully survey your surroundings before once again setting off through the wood. Alright, we're getting close to an hour. I think just three more explorations... And I say we're all done. Explore. Well, maybe not three. We'll just see. That's the nothing message. The nothing message. And suddenly, while exploring the western portion of the old outer wood, you encounter an old bent man hobbling along a well-worn trail. He leans heavily upon a stout oaken cane and looks up at you and smiles as you approach. The white red man, by all appearances, appears to be unfit to be wandering into the coarse wood. But apparently he, he's, he must, well, he's got this far, so he's probably, he's probably probably handle it. Tells you he's always ventured into the forest ever since he was a young lad. They'll find you too, he says, suddenly. A strange, out-of-context statement catching you off guard. They haven't yet approached you about rekindling their flame. Flame, they will. On that, you have my solemn promise. Okay. Flame? What flame? You ask the old man what he is speaking of, but he doesn't answer your question. The light will yet shine from the top of Bellwood, he says. And now it is quite plain to me that you will be the one to light it. You may need my help at the very end of things, and you may count on it. Before you can ask the old man what he means, he turns and wanders off, muttering to himself as he picks his way carefully of the uneven forest terrain that lies hidden beneath thick 
blanket of rolling fog. Still puzzling over the words, you once again set off to resume your exploration. Alright. Yeah. Hmm. Stout oaken cane. Hmm. That is a blank object. Perhaps. Is has he been the one that's been beating up these oak to work? I mean, I mean, he's 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 the only person we've really encountered here who's in. You could even conceivably be beating up Oduak. And he's, he's, he, seems to be, he seems to be a lot more powerful than he originally experiences. Because, you know, he's still alive. That's usually a clue. If he's in Fogbrewer, and apparently he's been running around Fogbrewer a lot, and he ain't been killed, he's, he, must be pretty, he must be pretty strong. And of course, he's been wandering around a lot. He's going to have come across Oduak. Because they're everywhere. You know, maybe he clubbed some of them. You know, when they tried to bother him. Before you can ask the old, old man what he means, he turns and wanders off, muttering to himself, as he picks his way carefully over the uneven forest terrain that lies hidden beneath the thick blanket of rolling fog. Still puzzling over his words, you once again set off to resume your exploration. Okay, so that's twice at least that we've had mention of this place called Balewood. Bale Ward. Now, Bale, of course, is bad, bad stuff, like baleful. And Ward is to keep it away, so this Bale Ward must be some sort of fortress, keep, order, night charity, religion, with some some sort of something which presumably helps combat the the nastiness of Fogbore Forest and keep it away from the rest of the world but as we've seen the light is gone Bellwood has fallen it's not working anymore but once we can but that's something would really come in handy to have an order of good guys right here to you know fight Coratel, presumably we know Woundskim's planning something in here, and the curse itself, and the various beasties, and you know, just help out people who've wandered in here as well. Still puzzling over the words, you once again set off to resume your exploration. Well, okay, on that... Well, and leaving that hanging, what is Bellwood, and how will and how will we restore it? We're going back to Ashler. Presumably, while we're away, my character will be just trying to get clues, but not getting any progress because, well, he won't actually be trying that hard. But anyway, until then. 
And of course, we, we've got a lot left to do. We still haven't found any of Tally's little, ba little bags. But anyway. Next time, we will be returning to Fogwar Forest to explore it some more. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.